This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There I stood, holding the orc's head in my hand. I'm not responsible for the moments clerics have. There are things in this world far worse than giants. What did you do? That tabaxi you travel with said that he wants to kiss you today. I don't understand a single thing he does. Let's call it personal business. And I slip out to the alleyway. Oh, Doran, come to bed. What are you does that make sense? No. What? Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 22, Deep Water. 
This week's MVP is Alexei Ozerov for his amazing work on this week's episode. Not only is he a friend of Dice Shame and a fan of this podcast, but he has done some amazing work that you're going to have to listen for in today's episode. If you guys are in Toronto, BreakoCon is happening March 20th to 22nd. There's no better way to close off the March break. BreakoCon is the premier tabletop gaming convention in Toronto. Check it out. It is such a blast and we might be there. You never know. Let's go! There comes a time in every adventuring party when the question has to be asked, what do we do now? (laughs) There are threads tied to each of you, drawing you all in different directions right now. What does your character care most about? What are they excited about learning? Where do they want to travel? I tell you, it is definitely a challenge as a DM. When we sit down at the table together, I'm just hoping that I've prepared the right stuff, you know? (laughs) So you guys have followed up on Z's inheritance. You got those two magical items from the butler of House Than. Mm, mm-hmm. That guy was so annoying. No, he was the best. Goodbye. I mean, it's the speed of bureaucracy. There's no clearer. Uh, you know, you think Waterdeep's fast-paced, but really, it's the slow-moving bureaucracy so slow. of the service yes. that. Yeah, like yeah. deep water. Ooh, slow-moving like deep water. So you get that undertow, man. <laughs> the undertow of Waterdeep. Don't go there. <laughs> You went to Amphail at Miros's request and talked to Arleosa Stonehenge and received a magical ring that you haven't really investigated any further. Just wait for Red to put it on his finger. Is that in the bag of holding? Uh, no, I think Doran. she gave no. it to Doran. I have it, but yes. I really want it. You it's took wooden. Maxine's advice and spoke with the dragon expert Charles Lothjaghorn, who told you to go seek out Old Gnawbone, a green dragon, and gave you some potions of poison resistance. Mm, yeah, we each took one. Yes. Yes. And finally, Lifferless asked you to go on a hike pretty far out of the neighborhood to go to the High Forest. Mm-hmm. Mm. High Forest. Yeah, to look for uh, a moon elf druid. Which sounds pretty fun for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Kraloth and I and Doran were sitting Ooh, around a table right, in right, the right. in the barrel. Yeah, I think well, you guys were closing on a bar and I was sleeping over at Torin. Yeah, That's so right, I, right. I want to start out with Jack and Torin. Torin and Jack are in Torin's chamber. The candles are lit. There's the remnants of a fire smoldering in the fireplace. It's a chilly night. I think um, Kieran has let himself back into the room. And you're both laying in bed. There's a little bit of uh, some sweaty pillow talk going on. Yeah. Um, I, maybe maybe it is just a moment of quiet where there's this this space for like a, a conversation about about could any of the stuff they talked today what uh, what future might hold and i think jack is like flinching away from that conversation trying yeah. to just be present in the moment and not not spoil it by by thinking about futures that can't be or i think torrens also not keen on repeating the events of this afternoon he reaches up and um pushes a a lock of hair out of your eyes and he says jack that tabaxi you travel with said that he wants to kiss you today. I just want you to tell me that there's nothing that I need to worry about, please. Oh, no. Why would... I don't know. I I, I don't know why he said it. Just tell me there's nothing there. Oh, Torin, there's nothing there. I'm not sure there's anything there at all. And that's the biggest mystery to me. I don't understand a single thing he does. What do you mean? He decided to be the only one in his giant family to come and sell arrows on this side of the pond. So he says... But he set out not knowing where he ended up. He ended up in a bar. And I, I hired him once to, to help me haul some stuff to a dig site. And then we ended up here. Sounds like you don't like him very much. 
He's really thoughtful and smart in some really specific ways, but just endlessly frustrating in some others. Like the other day, he woke up. He literally had a prophetic dream of some kind. His his fur smelled of sea spray, and he was talking about a whole other awful ritual of sacrifice he'd seen. No. And then thought, I don't. It's not worth talking about. I don't want to talk about it. It's just a dream. But why does he want to kiss you? When did he say that? Just at the bar. You and I had just spoken together this afternoon, and I was getting back to work. He said that he thinks you're a great guy, and he sometimes wants to kiss you. Oh, I'll I'll talk to him, but I promise you there isn't anything between he and I. That's not a... I don't connect with him in that way at all. That's That's good to know, I guess. It worries me that you have people in your party that you're gonna have to rely on. He seems like kind of a loose cannon. In a pinch, Red was the one who kept his head and and told me where to put pressure and helped me keep Kraloth alive the the time he was he was he was on the ground dying and the other time he was on the ground dying when we were when we were in Nightstone <laughs> with those bandits barreling down at us. I mean, Red was the one who had his head there and 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 helped me get through it without him. I mean, we'd have probably died before the letter I sent you had any chance to save that town. So he's he's got skills. He's an incredible shot. I've seen him put an ogre down with two arrows. That's some comfort, at least. Yeah. Jack, listen about what I asked you earlier. Forget I said anything. I, I understand that you're busy. No, and, it, please, just... It seems like right now Faerun needs you more than I do. Just don't fucking die, okay? Torin. We were talking about that life. I sometimes I wish that was what we could be. And I would never ask you not to work at the Copper Cup, not to not to this is your endeavor and it's um I carry a piece of you with me everywhere. You're you're always in my heart. I'm out you're never far from my thoughts. He embraces you and then excuses himself to go to the washroom you see like a glimmer of tears in his eyes maybe and then he returns after a minute uh, and the two of you hold each other and fall asleep back at the bee and the barrel guys it's getting really late we see a busy tap room red and kraloth are deep in conversation they have their heads together in the corner of the bar and doran is sitting at the bar entertaining the locals with Tall tales such as only he can tell. And you wouldn't believe it. There I stood, on the top of the hill, holding the orc's head in my hand. And just as I looked down to applaud my kin for the amazing battle we just withstood, didn't I turn around and realize there was another army behind us? I threw the head into the army... And just like that, the rest of my flank followed me into battle. And not only did we destroy one army that day, we took down two orcish armies. Yes, you can believe it. I feel like as the crowd is like clapping and awing, Kriloth and I are actually like sort of turned looking, watching him a little bit. And I'm like, uh, how many times have you heard that story? This is the fourth for me. <laughs> oh, uh, at least five. Doesn't it seem like every yeah. single time the orc army gets a little bigger? A little bit bigger. First it was one, and then it was, what, two score this time? Yep, yep, something like that. He's quite a character. I'm really happy we met him, you know? You know, me too. And I have to say that uh, I feel like I've improved as a fighter since we first started traveling together. I mean, Me too. 
You remember our first day in Nightstone? Oh, God, yes. That was... Uh, <laughs> I ran into the square and alerted that warg or whatever That's right. Was. And I ran in right behind you, but then I forgot you can climb. You did run in right after me, didn't you? Yep, You I just did. had me on your mind trying to protect me. That's right. And then I found myself surrounded by wargs, and then I found myself unconscious on the ground. Did I ever thank you for coming in after me? Oh, I'm sure you did. Well, you know what? If I didn't... Thank you. I appreciate you very much. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this since we arrived in Waterdeep, kind uh-huh. of reliving how you and I met and all that. And yeah. We've been whisked away to this crazy ordning. What do you, what do you take of all this? What is your grand idea here? Honestly, as long as I'm with the three of you, I'm happy. I mean, we'll go into battle, we'll face giants, but... Uh, Seems the thing to me that's uh, stayed consistent and uh, has stayed a positive aspect in my life is uh, the friendship that we've all formed together. So uh, I say, ordering, as long as I got the three of you, bring it on. I, I'm feeling about the same, I think. Mm. I mean, obviously, I, I mm-hmm. think we work really well as a team, and I obviously you're my best friend, and I know that <laughs> Doran and I have butt heads at certain circumstances, but ultimately I think we respect each other. Of course, of course. Jack, I think he and I butt heads at times too, but I would still call him my friend. I, I hope that whatever comes next, we tackle it together. I I worry to think of some of these forces that we come up against. Those two hill giants in Golden Fields, they were not small. Now, if you all think that was a story for the records, wait until you hear this one. There I lied on the ground Two arrows in my chest. And would you believe it? That little fox. And Doran points across the bar to Red and Kraloth. That little fox over there with his keen eye managed to take down an ogre with two arrows himself. This is a sight for your eyes, all of you. The bar erupts into applause. People are buying you rounds of drinks. In the middle of this chaos, a halfling enters does a double take, and then marches across the room and taps you right on the shoulder, Doran. Orin Yogelvi, at your service, Master Iron Fist. I'm so pleased I found ye. I thought, just check one more tavern, Orin, and if ye didn't find them, call it a night and get a hot dinner in ye. But there ye are, in the flesh. I couldn't find ye the morning after the giant's attack. It was too much fuss all over the place, and folk were so disoriented from the party and all. Miro said ye'd be headed to Waterdeep, so I came straight here to find ye, and I've been looking for two days, and I'd just about given up hope. He grabs your tankard of ale and takes a big swig from it and then puts it back down on the table. Well, a bard is always looking for a band of noble heroes such as yourselves to tag along with. I'm not much for slaying ogres and giants myself, but... Gah, if it isn't the stuff of the greatest legends of our time. I knew I'd have to find ye. I beg of ye, let me come with ye. Doran, surprised by the small halfling, jumps from the top of the bar where he stands and with a solid thud hits the ground both his feet, sticks out an arm and says, Oren, that's a really nice name. And I would love if you came along and sang some songs about us. 
let me introduce you to a couple of my companions that I've got here with me tonight. It's killing me that we've got Oren, Doran, and Torin. For I real. I love it. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now, this is not the end of the rhyming scheme. Oh, no. These are written names. Oren Yogelvi. If you remember, he is the author of It's High Harvest Tide in Goldenfield, yes. the song yes. that Alex sang for us. Oh, I was just saying, I recognize the name. Yes. High Harvest Tide <laughs> As you steer Oren toward the table with your friends, Doran, he uh, continues his reassurances. I won't get in your way, I promise. I will write the songs about ye that will net ye any maiden that you could land your eye upon. Orin and I walk up to Red. Doran? This is Orin. Orin? Orin, my friend Red and Crayloth. Doran, where did you meet Orin? Orin, where did you come from? I came down by way of North Furrow Road. And you met Doran? I did. I came in here and I said, Orin, there's Doran. Did you see Torin? Who's Torin? Torin is at the cup of cup hole. <laughs> With Jack. Jack doesn't rhyme. Y'all are making my head spin. Yeah, so I introduce you to Orin. Well, and hello, I-, I remember you. You were you were at the uh, Golden Fields. Yes, we heard your song. It was uh-huh. quite lovely. Oh, why, thank you very much. It's absolutely my uh, finest talent, wordsmithing and, you know, writing songs. But you came in just in time for me to show off my talent, Doran. You were saying about how I could hit the broadside of a what's-it and I stand up on the table and pull up my bow uh, and aim it. The bartender's right. like, up, 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 but not in here. the crowd is too loud. No They're weapons. like, still clapping at the end of Doran's story and I pull an arrow and draw it back. You what happened last time, right? What, what do you mean, what happened last time? I wouldn't do it this time. I've only had four, five drinks Smash this time. Smash cut to the four of us all getting thrown out of the bar. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would have hit it if the apple stayed still. Tell him I'm sorry and that if he ever gets his sight back, then he can come look me up. My name is Jack Page. And stay out. <laughs> now, Oren, I must say, if you're going to stay with us, it's not entirely up to me. You'll have to clear it with Red here and Crayla. You can stay with us. Yeah. Well, uh, and we... and Jack, when he comes back, too. You see, we can't be responsible for your safety. Psst, Dorin, Jack loves people that sound like Rorin. He'll love Orin. You can look after your own rations, though, right? I mean, we, we've only got so much money and food to go around. Oh, of course, and... Uh... I'm not sure if you had your share of uh, grog there in the bee in the barrel. Why, do you have more? He opens the, the side of his waistcoat and he pulls out a flask and he shakes it at the three My of you. My best friend. I think that's an automatic in. He's Welcome. part of the team. <laughs> team super um, giant killers. Yes. Uh, I'll come up with a, a really wonderful name. Yeah, hey, that's his job, I guess. Can you make it rhyme with Doran? Do you think Jack will approve? I think Jack will approve. We'll find out. I wish Jack was here. Ah, uh, well, we'll reunite with him soon. Oh, here he comes, walking down the hill right now. No, he's asleep. Nope, he, no, nope, he, nope, nope. It's a different <laughs> lanky, wizard-looking fellow. He does seem to go off on his own quite a bit. They all look the same in Waterdeep. He you know? does. <laughs> he does. I guess he's just a different type than, than you, me, and Doran. I mean, he likes his alone time, and that's all right. Plus, he's got his lover here, and there's nothing wrong with having a night-night with your lover. Only I had a night with my lover. Doran, are you saying what I think you're saying? <laughs> That's going to depend, Maxie. <laughs> what are you saying? You wanted a night with your lover? What am I? Are we not? You're not you? my type. But I love you. You said it before. I love you too. But I think he means lover in a different sense, Red. Yes. Someone who, who keeps your bed warm at, at night, but not the way that we keep each other's bedrolls warm at night. It's like a, it's like a special, it's a special kind of... It's a special kind of... Lo- Doran, can you take over for yeah. me? What, what kind of lo- <laughs> you look understand. like you're struggling there. I'm not uh, uh, When my ex-wife 
used to say to me, Oh, Doran, come to bed. I knew what that meant, and I would take off my armor. I, I think I think what, what Doran means to say is that when a man loves a woman, or when a, a man loves a man, or when a woman loves a woman... Look, I don't or, understand, Doran. If I'm not your type, then who is? Well, I won't admit this openly to many, but my ex-wife was a goblin. What? And let me just tell you, she was ferocious. You, are you saying your ex-wife was a goblin? Yes. Really? Just don't spread that around. That's but you don't speak goblin. Well, that's what kept the relationship going. How long were you together? <laughs> now, let me think. Uh, it was uh, that battle, and then uh, uh, I'm going to say it must have been uh, 15 years. Are you referring to your own interpersonal battles or like historic oh. <laughs> battles? You, you were married to a goblin for 15 years? Yes. Um, where did you meet? How did you meet? Well, we met on the battlefield, and... It was shortly after a battle that she broke up with me because, well, turns out I killed a bunch of her family. Oh, oh my God. But she's still alive. Well, she is, yeah. Do you ever try to reconnect? No. She tried to kill me, well, and I nearly killed her. I'm sure that we could carve out time to... Nope. Never. That, that, that oh, chapter man. is closed. Oh, and I, I hate to think that you left things on... on I, you I, see, I'm Red? Done. And that's when Oren jumps in. When the man loves a woman. You mean when a dwarf loves a goblin. <laughs> I was sure it was going to be love is a battlefield. Yes. Oh, that's Ooh, good. Love <laughs> is a battlefield. Look, I, that's fair. I, I didn't mean to sidestep. I, I guess I just misunderstood. I, I meant love in the way that I love you guys, not in the way that you love your ex-goblin wife. I, I Perhaps we should put it like this. I want to mate. Oh. Red, I don't want to mate with you. Oh. Well, I don't want to mate with anybody. No, I understand that. Okay. I guess I misunderstood. Phyllis, and I like point up and there's just like four like windows with window shutters. Yeah, and, like, we've been like standing in the like, center of the like, hot night. <laughs> yeah, nightcaps on, like yeah. looking out, just like there's one lady Hello! just like <laughs> A dwarf us. woman is like, hello. Now he only likes goblins. As you head into the common room of the Copper Cup Fest Hall and find the appropriate staircase to your rooms, a tired-looking bartender waves. You there, Tabaxi. Uh, oh. A moment, if you please. Uh, of course. I walk over. He hands something to you. What is it? I'm going to text you oh. about it. Secret age of technology. Red walks over and takes it. Oh, um, thank you. Good night, gentlemen. Uh, good night. Good night. And I join Kraloth and Doran. Hey, uh, and Oren. Hello. Oren. Right. Oh, right, Oren. Sometimes I forget you're there. You're just, Say, does Oren yeah. have a room? Uh, I was hoping I'd stay with you. You can stay with me. Why, thank you. Cool. Perfect. Uh, what was that about? Oh, nothing. Just the bartender wanted me to... Just a note. It's all good. What's the note say? <laughs> it's just... Um... Uh, well, it's uh, it's something. I don't know. It, does it uh, have to do with that... Uh... I like stop and I wink at at Red, just like okay. Oren waggles his eyebrows at you, <laughs> and Red appreciatively nods. Thanks. Hey, put it this way: it's nothing, nothing worrisome. I just let's call it personal business. All right. Mm. Well, I mean, on that note, I'm bushed. <sighs> yeah, I think it's time to hit the hay. Me yep. too. Come on, Oren. We can share a bed. Good night, heroes. Doran goes into his room and you hear the loud thud. Oh. 
of uh, of his axe going into the bed frame. That's where he, he like cuts it. Always, in. he always That's puts his so axe. Good. <laughs> I love that. Wherever yeah, he sleeps, like, just like all these notches where all the dwarves put their axes, and like it's, it's two thuds. The first thud is the axe hitting the bed, and the second thud is Doran hitting. The yeah, bed. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So good. So, did we just make a <laughs> canon that your ex-wife was goblin? Yes, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. Wow. So, everyone sleeps soundly. Red gets up before Dawn's first light, like very purposefully makes sure that he gets up. Hopefully not disturbing Oren, and I slip downstairs. I we have slept together for weeks now. I'm well aware of when everybody else gets up. Mm-hmm. So, I make sure that it's before anyone else does. I head downstairs and I slip out to the alleyway mm-hmm. and I find an early morning cart on the street that's like loading fish heads or okay. something. And I'm just like, excuse me, do you know uh, Ledette's barrels? Uh, yes, just down that way toward the wharf. Ah, thank you. And I head down that direction. Ledette's barrels is a freshly scrubbed hole in the wall type shop and it seems like it's closed. There's movement behind the glass inside though. And as you approach, a halfling woman opens the front door to you. Hello. She peers intently at your face. Are you red? That's me. This is for you. Oh. Read the note, mind you. Right. She hands you a medium-sized parcel, nods. So red takes the package. There's a note that was handed to you along with the package. Oh, yeah. So I read that and, uh, oh, and I sort of look to the woman and I say, thank you. Tell him that I'm happy and I appreciate being trusted this way. Yeah, will do. Thank you. She closes the door and goes and back I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to head back to the bar just as first light breaks. I'm going to head back up to my room, probably just as Oren's waking. And I'm going to slip it into the bag of holding. Great. Nothing, <laughs> hey Nothing sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Jack's plans to get up early, do his prayers to Lathander, try and get up early enough to make Torin a cup of tea sort of before he wakes up. So there's a little bit of like... Uh, service in bed for <gasps> someone who serves everyone else the rest of their life. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah. He's obviously super appreciative. And you guys spend, you know, the last half hour together yeah. of the morning. And, and then he sort of regretfully gets his things together to start his day at work. It's a day like any other day for him. I won't leave town without saying goodbye. Okay. Doran wakes and braids his beard oh, yeah. after a quick uh, facial wash in the water pan in the Hold bedroom. Up. You've washed your beard twice now in like two days. I didn't wash my beard. I washed. I, sc- I, ju- I just a quick face wash. He's in the city, and then I, I braided yeah. my beard. You like cover your beard so you big don't city wash Doran. It. And then you know Doran's leaving his room when you hear the <laughs> of the uh, axe, axe oh, coming off the bed, yeah, bed head, <laughs> and then. You yeah, and you see red and orange in the hallway. Footsteps. Morning, Don. Oh, good morning. How did you all sleep? Pretty good. Like Wonderfully. A I had dreams of killing giants. What say you we get this road on the show? Where are we going next? I Well, I don't know. I think we're going to have a little bit of breakfast now that we're back with Jack. Oh. Make sure he's okay with you joining the party. And then, I don't know, hit the high road. Isn't this where uh, Torin works? Uh, Jack's staying here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Torin. Wait till you meet Orin. Or Orin. Doran. Orin will meet Torin in due time. Let's That's head downstairs and wait for Jack. So Kraloth is already downstairs. Oh, wonderful. And he's ordered himself some um, some pheasant eggs, ferrunes. I ordered three breakfasts. What do you guys want? I'll have one too, I guess, suppose. Uh, one for me, please. Yeah, give me what they're having, I guess. So I think Jack comes down the stairs, kisses Torin, who goes back into the kitchen and comes to join you. 
Ah, good morning, Jack. Good morning, Jack. We have a new friend. Morning. Pleasure to meet you, Master Jack. Uh, Didn't we run into each other in Golden Fields? We did? Oh, I'm so pleased that you remember me. My name's Orrin Yogelvy, and hopefully I'll be following you along on your quest. Oh, wow. This is the thing about it, Jack, is we don't really have anyone except for yourself who's keeping your journal, as you always do. But you see, someone like Orrin will happily sing uh, the legends of us from this point on, so why not? (laughs) Also, we figured with the rhyming scheme of his name, you'd love him. I love his songs, the ones I've heard. Fabulous. Oren, they're they're great. The Golden Fields, it's a classic. Uh, And the other one, what's the other one you do? Um, Oh, I... I'm tipping my tongue. I'm... It's the water runs deep in uh, Waterdeep. <laughs> <laughs> he blushes attractively. Like, oh, well, thank you. Mm. I hope that I can do you all proud. In principle, I don't I don't think I have any... Once we figure out where we're going, if that's a place you also want to go, I don't Ooh, yeah. think I principally have any problems with that. He um, takes one of your hands in his and he says, I promise you, I'll be no trouble at all. Stay out of your way. Except if you desire quiet at campfire times, because that's not really my thing. (laughs) And then he breaks into song. And their party of four became a party of five. And they let me join their party alive. We've sent... I'll work on that one. (laughs) Very good, Orin. I love it. He rhymed live with... <laughs> I heard that. That was real good. No, Jack. Jack raises a good, a good point. Can I get another, another plate of right away? Um, uh, Jack raises a good point. So, so what exactly are we doing next? And everyone pulls up a chair to the table. <laughs> well, I, I guess obviously we have Naxine's lead about the good mm-hmm. dragons mm-hmm. and uh, Chasloth, uh, Horner, whatever his name was. He he mentioned the old Narbones. I. Really enjoyed Naxine, so I wanted to take her real seriously, and she led us to Chaz, and an expert on dragons. He certainly lives closer to one than than I could have ever imagined. But in my mind, and this admittedly is the archaeologist in me talking, a couple of days ago, just outside of town, we walked by a fire giant excavating something, and it had been a rough day. We weren't really ready to explore that space, but I'm dying to know what he was trying to dig up. I tend to agree. A fire giant digging through this close to Waterdeep, that's very strange. I doubt that there's anybody in town who's seen a fire giant in decades. Well, I agree. I think that's a great first step. Now that we're in the city, it might be worth it to stop in a guard and say, hey, have you heard of any other giant attacks lately? Just finding out what's going on in the region. That's not a bad idea, yeah. Ah, That's not a bad idea. Especially considering the guard's post is near the entrance and exit. That's right, that's right. Right on the way. I do think we should head to Old Narbone, and I understand, Doran, uh, how I recognize it. Here's my feelings, and Jack articulated them fairly well. Naxine did say that we should speak to this dragon expert. The dragon expert says speak to Old Narbone. Ultimately, I do think we're on the same page that information at this point is the most important, understanding why the giants are here, or perhaps even getting to know where they're attacking from or next. A dragon who has information might be useful. You know... Although I am apprehensive about approaching and speaking with the dragon, there is something very wise that I've often said, and that is, there is no dangerous situation as long as you understand the situation that you're putting yourself in. And at that, I pull out the vial of green 
poison resistance. And I hold it to Jack and say, how long would something like this last? You could roll Arcana on that. I'd love to roll Arcana on that. (laughs) Uh, 26. Jack, you know that uh, upon drinking this potion, you gain resistance to all poison damage for one hour, which means you take half of the damage that you receive. It's not going to make you immune to poison. It's just going to lessen the effects. You're not you're not becoming invincible. Don't go go don't go drinking rat poison and rotten food. Like <sighs> yeah. fine. This is this is like giving us an edge to get the hell out of dodge. Right. Chaz gave me a really weird vibe. That guy, oh, yeah. right? Oh, definitely, definitely. So, I totally agree. Even he's even a manipulator. Trusting Maxine not to lead us wrong, taking us to an expert. If the right approach to get help from a dragon is this one who has scrying orbs and Caligula Matar can tell the f- future or the present or something with them, we got to be real thoughtful about what sort of gifts we're ready to give this dragon in in return for this knowledge and what questions we want to ask there. I mean, we don't have to know the questions now, but we should be thinking about it if we're heading in that direction. I agree. And ultimately, if Doran, if you're too uncomfortable with going in, remember that you don't have to. I'd be happy to speak with her along with Jack uh, if we obviously discuss the questions beforehand. I'm not willing to fly off my tail on this one. Mm. (laughs) I will die before I show cowardice. Before you three. Smash cut to Doran being frozen on the back of the, like, <laughs> eagle and the, like, cut out of him when he ran out of the house from the dragons. I will die before I show cowardice. And, like, it's just like a cut of all the times he's been, like, super scared. I love scary. Doran so much. It's yeah. early morning still. Uh, um, he hasn't had his breakfast beer. Give him a, give him a chance yeah. to get warmed he up He hasn't for had his third breakfast yeah. beer. Sorry, you're right. We're- okay, so, so basically... Tell a guard on the way out of Waterdeep about the giants. Yeah. Uh, head to the fire giant pit, then to Old Narbone, and then I would love to try to work our way up to Shadowtop Cathedral. This is uh, Lifferless' suggestion? This is where Lifferless says that an old druid who fought giants would, and I almost promised that he would have <sighs> perhaps some weapons or armor or something that would help us protect ourselves or attack. To be fair, Lifferless said his creator went there 30 years ago, and it would be the first great first step to meeting them. But there is Turleg, this fabulous treant lives up there. Is there any chance I know anything about Turleg? Probably not specifically Turleg, but you could roll a nature check on treants. Let's do it. Uh, 23. You would know that they tend to be guardians. Yeah, so I mean, this Turleg is, if they're the guardian of, of the High Forest or Shadowtop Cathedral, that's a lot of territory to cover. They're probably very old. They've probably seen a lot. Whether or not the chance of finding this druid who went there 30 years ago. Lifferless probably has a different perspective than than us time-wise. At least Turlag should know something. Maybe they've just got a different take on giants. Oh, Completely. Boy. If we get to meet another Lifferless, I'd love that. He was one of my favorite people. Um, rather than talking to a random guard, when I wrote to Torin, they'd gone and brought that letter to... Uh, Captain Sidiri Hanlar, who took your map and assured you that the new open lord would certainly hear the news. We might want to try and talk to the captain. They'd already sort of been in touch with at least the letter I wrote that they sent somebody to Nightstone. You know, maybe they'd be a sympathetic ear to update them on what we know since Nightstone last week and pitch it as us telling them, hey, here's the new developments. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Sure. I also agree. But most importantly, Jack, what do you think about Oren? Is he in? He strums his mandolin at you. Yeah, I mean, like like I said before, if if those are places you want to go and things you want to do, Oren, um, I'm I'm not going to stand in your way. You're 
He flashes a brilliant white smile at the four of you. I can't wait to tell the tales of your bravery. Hey, hey, hey. welcome to the tea. Oh, oh, oh. Make room, make room, guys. My next plate is here. I think after breakfast, we head out mm-hmm. and follow up on Jack's lead, the person that we're going to uh, ask about what's going on with giant attacks and all that kind of stuff. As we're walking there, I want to hang back a little bit with Jack and like kind of tug on your wizard robes for a second and say, hey, did everything work out? Was you and Torin? Um... Jack kind of makes a, a shrug. Relationships are work, right? And I like stop walking and I try to get Jack to stop as well too. And I make eye contact with Jack and I say, look, I'm sorry. I think you and I have gotten off on the wrong foot a few times. And, I, and I'm sorry if I misspoke anything like that. I, obviously, I, I said something I shouldn't have. But I want you to know, Jack, that you are a good friend to me. What do you think you said that you shouldn't have? Well, I... I, I Said something to Torin, and he was upset, and and then I came outside. Remember, and I oh, yeah, you aced that insight yeah. on him. I like I w- was able to read that I said something wrong to Torin, and then I asked you it was because wrong. he was really icy toward you. Yeah. Jack thinks he knows what you said. What did you think? What do you think you said that was wrong? I guess I just put my foot in my mouth in some in some way. I, I often get a bit nosy, and I ask too many questions about people. I, I, I recognize this. The first time I met Kraloth, I was jumping on tables and making a fool of myself. I pulled out my bow last night in the bar. But anyway, I, I must have said something, and I don't know what. And I'm, I just want you to know that I'm, I consider you a good friend as well. Thank you. Um, let's catch up. Red is so happy. He like, feels like a weight has been lifted. Oh, Red. He skips. So you guys head up to the castle ward. It's just north of the dock ward, right in the center of the city. There's a peaked mountain between it and the sea directly, but you can still hear the sounds of the harbor. The livery that you spotted on the guards who were atop the wall at Nightstone, who welcomed you back to the city in the rain when you brought the prisoners out of the Mm. caves... That livery is represented on the guards here, so you all recognize it now. These are guards of Waterdeep. You come to this large building. It has crenellated battlements. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, you attain an audience with the captain. So it, you have to wait a little while. As we're waiting, we're like sitting in this room where there's like tons of weapons on the walls. And I just lean to door and I'm like, are any of these yours? Mm, no. Oh. No. No. Are they just decorations? These are decorative. (laughs) Or if they're not decorative, they're of very low quality. Red stands up and pulls like a sword off the wall and swings it and it falls apart. Like just the blade falls out of the hilt. Like puts it back together and puts it back on the wall. That was an antique. Ah! Just as the door opens, we all just are like yeah. sitting down. I picture us sitting along one backless bench. Yeah. bench yeah. Yeah. Like like waiting, waiting for the principal. Like a but principal's not. office. There's yeah. a potted fern on either yeah. side. You know, this is not what I thought this building would look like. I walked by it all the time. I've never thought to go. I've never had to go in. And I did not expect this. Sidiri Hanlar welcomes you into her quarters. And she says, uh, yes, hello. What can I do for you? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for taking the time to meet with us. Uh, Captain Handler, uh, we appreciate this audience. Uh, we were uh, in Nightstone a few days ago. Uh, your guards came to um, relieve the town. Yes. Lieutenant Brent Ardeep. I'm, so I'm Jack Page. I wrote that letter that, that um, Torrin had delivered. Pleasure to meet you. It's, it's a delight to meet you. And we were in the letter. It was handled um, expertly, and we appreciate your help. Doran kind of pushes his way through the taller people in front of him. And I'm Doran Iron Fist, and I must say, I'm very impressed with the way that you handled those orakai that or the goblin, whatever, whatever, 
Well, I can't. I can't even remember what sort of enemies faced us. In, no, uh, we fought the orcs. They just took out the Zentarum that were in there. No, that's right, the Zentarum. All right, it's been a flash, and I've had six beers. Hey, how can I help you, gentlemen? It's been ten days since uh, we we had the encounters in in um, Nightstone, and we wanted to update you first of all on the things that have happened since. And I, I imagine this, like we give her the update. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Jack Minor Illusions a map and shows like oh, Uthgard barbarians beautiful. moving here and where we saw the 20 orcs going to the woods yes. from outside of Nightstone and where we saw the, the giants and ogres and the goblin chuckers go off and all of those like loose ends that we haven't been able to follow up on that are like in the sphere of Waterdeep. Just sort of put them as arrows on this map and sort of give a give a sense of direction to her. We, we wanted to provide this information. I love this scene of the war room. So Captain Sidiri and the five of us, there's Oren, Doran, Jack, Kraloth, and Red. Yeah, so so Jack uh, pointed out everything that we're going to be, that we did, and we're going to be leaving Waterdeep soon, quite possibly today. And uh, we just wanted to know whether or not you've heard anything any updates? Have there been any more attacks? Uh, like Jack said, we just got back from Golden Fields. There was a big giant attack there. We imagine it's not the only place. I appreciate your intelligence. Thank you so much for coming to meet me today. It was more of wisdom from my end, I think. Was... I'm not at liberty to divulge the specifics of giant attacks throughout the region. However, I can say that there has been a marked increase of hill giant attacks throughout the Deseran Valley. The Deseran Valley. Jack, where is that on the map? I highlight it sort of showing the, the edge of where I think it is, the Deseran River that goes through here and here. It's it's really where we're going to have to walk through to get ah. to... It's worth noting, then, that we've spotted a fire giant in the Deseran Valley as well. Worth noting, indeed. Yes, thank you. As well as Uthgart barbarian wolf tribe members hunting in a forest outside of Amphale, awfully far south from where one would expect to encounter them. Certainly and noted. And we saw a really pretty river. Okay. Just, we're hoping to put a face to a name. Again, appreciate what you, everything you did for Nightstone, provide you any information we had, and uh, if there was any way you thought we could be working together to help humanity fight the giants, we're willing to put it out there. Mm-hmm. I see your fine Tressim. Can I presume she is your familiar? Uh, yes. Well, I would appreciate any future reports come directly here and not through the hands of any civilians. I'm sure we can arrange something. She nods curtly. Just out of curiosity, so so civilians, you don't want them knowing about the threats? No, there is a faction of people in Waterdeep who would use the information of giant attacks to their own advantage, as you have seen in Nightstone. Oh, that's right. That's why the Zentarum got there. They took it over because the giants were there. I would have the information about relevant giant settings come directly here for that reason. Can I ask, to what end are these uh, folks that are interested in the giants, why do they want to know about them? Is it really just to pick up the the scavengers? Is that that it? Or, Or are they looking for something more sinister? There's trouble brewing. That's all I'm at liberty to say. Can I roll an insight on Absolutely. the guard? Yeah, you certainly can. That's a good call. D sixteen. She's overworked. You can see some dark circles under her eyes. Her eyes are a little bit bloodshot, mm. but she seems very determined to prove her worth here. Hmm. Doran kind of pipes back up and says, "Captain Handler, with all due respect." We've come from Nightstone to Goldenfields, through Ampvale, and now back down to Waterdeep. We've seen these giants. We've fought and killed a few so far. Please, entrust us with helping you with this issue. Doran, roll persuasion. 16. 
She leans on the table on which the map is projected. She puts her hands through the projection on steepled fingers and leans forward, looking at each of you in turn. Frankly, gentlemen, I suspect that there is a hive, a center point, mm. some place where these hill giants are coming from. And I think that it's within the Deseran Valley. A hive? Is that... Frankly, I don't know shit about uh, this giants. Is, this is just your own your own. This wording. is what I think. Okay. They would have a fortress. Yeah, they might have a fortress. They or might be... tunnels. Do they have a queen? I don't know. I don't know either. I know a lot. They're my greater favorite enemy. I actually have advantage on information. Why don't well, you then, fill us in a little bit? Why don't you tell us a little bit about giants? Please. Can I, tell, can I roll on hill giants? I have advantage on intelligence checks to recall information about them. Okay, so here's mm. what we'll do, and you'll only be able to roll this once. You can't just keep sure. rolling and re-rolling for knowledge about giants. One per giant class? Sure. Let's find out right now, in a broad sense, how much Red knows about hill giants. Sure. I feel like, and I feel like the way that Red understands these things is almost like a he notices like mm. dirt on the shoulder of the hill giant because he's fought one now. That's another ruling I like to make. You have to have fought them first. That's totally fair. So if you want to roll for knowledge about frost giants, you're going to have to see them first. So this is based on the fact that Red has fought one. He's sort of using the animal training in him as a ranger when he was on his belly hunting creatures in the woods of his home continent, you know, you get so used to understanding creatures, especially ones that you've never seen before, where they might tunnel, how they might live, whether they're a tree creature or a land creature. And this is purely an instinctual reading of the creature he's just fought. So I'm going to roll with advantage on. That's really interesting. Do it. So it's going to be 14. So Red pipes up and thinks back to fighting that hill giant. The bit of dirt on its shoulder, the way it lumberingly swung, the, the color of the mud on its feet, knowing the land so well, even though this isn't his birth continent, understanding the dirt under its nails is learning how the creature moves and how it exists in this world. And then Red steps forward and says, well, I mean... Hill giants, they live to eat. When we saw them around Golden Fields, they were stuffing sheep into their bag like it was nothing. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole reason they attacked Golden Fields was purely because they wanted to be gluttonous about it. They really just wanted to gorge. Beyond that, uh, they, they're quite stinky. Uh, any big collection of hill giants is going to smell. As we're traveling through the Dasan Valley, if we get any whiffs on the wind, I almost promise you that some hill giants are going to be near. It's not much, but that's all I can tell you. And Red, like, puffs his chest out a little bit, trying to see if Kraloth and Doran and Jack are looking at him. I mean, I mean Jack, the... the- Tracking them by smell and that a large concentration of them would smell a lot and could, like, that's a novel insight Jack would have never thought of. And there's a moment of him, like, appreciatively looking at that and thinking about wind direction and how far it might carry and how much it would have to smell for a person to pick it up versus, versus like, his familiar to smell it versus, you know. Mm, it's very likely that with uh, anything smelly, well, it, it actually could be both ways. Any animal or... Anything that can smell, uh, anything that is really smelly, either has no sense of smell at all or an extremely fine, acute sense of smell to things which do not smell like themselves. What are you saying? Does that make sense? No. What? No, but I like this thought. <laughs> 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 Percolation. Like, and then smelly things. <laughs> 
can't. Okay, smell. let me rephrase. Let me back it up. Back I it think up. I can see where you're going. I can't, and I love it. <laughs> the fact that the hill giants smell so terrible means that we either don't have to worry about approaching it at all because they probably can't smell us, or the exact opposite, where they're so used to their own smell. That if we approach, they might realize that they're strangers. I mean, if only someone really knew goblins or something. There's always goblins and, and hobgoblins and bugbears and all these things around giants. I wonder if, if, if there's anybody who really knew them intimately that they could... What a goblin sense of smells like. I've, I have never... Now that Doran's sober, is he like just embarrassed and like pretends it never happened? Or are you... Great question. In fact, he's like, um, they, probably, pro- they probably have okay smell. I love the idea that he forgets that he told us. Oh, no. That's great. And that you and I are like, <laughs> yeah. we, look, we share a look. Um, all right. I did get a really good look at those giants' feet when they died while Crayoth and I were looting. So I, I think I'd have a pretty good advantage on tracking them as well. So if we do get any whiffs, I should be able to tell where they're heading. Well, thank you so much. And we will keep in touch if anything should happen. Thank you. I think for us, we should hit the road. I agree. Oh, absolutely. So you guys are finished up with Captain Hanlar? Yes. yes. And you need to go back to the Copper Cup Fest Hall to collect your horses and say goodbye, I believe. Yes. Yep. Kraloth, as you're traveling through the streets of Castle Ward with your companions, you start to feel dizzy. Beads of sweat gather on your forehead and roll between your shoulder blades. The edges of your vision get a little fuzzy. And that's when you see it. There's an apothecary about 45 feet ahead of you, to your right, with some displays out front for dried herbs. Standing in front of the shop, there's a figure, outfitted in armor that is bespoiled with grave dirt. His left arm is raised toward you, pleading. His right hand rests on the pommel of his sheathed longsword. His face is wreathed in shadow. He's saying something to you, but you can't hear it. Two thin pinpoints of green light shine from within his eye sockets. His mouth moves noiselessly. His empty words press up against your eardrums, ringing, hollow, he's all you can see. And then he vanishes, and you are left standing in a cold sweat in the middle of the Waterdavian street in the weak morning sunlight. You okay there, Greyloth? Jack. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine. It just uh, goes to the past, I guess, and a little... Um, (laughs) I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. That uh, apothecary is pretty, pretty interesting over there. I'm hungry. You hungry? I mean, we just we just had breakfast. Do you want to go check out that apothecary, or your? Yeah, let's let's take a walk over. Yeah, Red and Doran, like mid conversation, sort of come upon the scene, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't like what's what, what's going on. Just gonna take a step inside this uh, apothecary. Was the pheasant off? Oh God, did yeah. I feel warm? And I grabbed Doran's hand and put it towards my forehead with a shaking hand. Kraloth opens the door to the apothecary and steps inside. A bell rings as you enter. There are a couple of other shoppers inside perusing the wares. A lot of standard spell components, ingredients that you might use for making potions. And everything looks very mundane mm-hmm. and normal. Stands out in stark contrast to the vision you just had. Everything is crisp. No one is looking and at you. Kind of my eyes glazed over, I say, why am I here? Can I do some sort of... What the fuck happened to me check? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would it be? It like would be a, a wisdom roll, I think. Just straight up wisdom? Yeah. Okay. 
11. You're not terribly sure. It's It was very frightening when it happened to you, but it's it's passing now. What's the name of this shop? Nemo's Herbs. Actually, you know what I think I would do? I'm going to cast one of my cleric abilities. Cool. It's called Eyes of the Grave. A minute after you begin your casting, you do not detect the presence of any undead within a mile, however. You recognize a trace. Something that was here that is no longer. It feels familiar to you. You're thrown back in your memory to the time that you spent with the members of the Eternal Order. This feels like it may have been a revenant. I feel like Red would put a hand on you as you're like walking through the aisles just to sort of bring you back to the present. Kind of turns you around. Buddy, what's wrong? (sighs) There's, there's something here. There's something here. I, I, I can sense it. It's, it's evil. It needs to be destroyed. In the apothecary? What did you do? And he looks at the apothecary guy, and he's like, You, old man, did you do something to my friend? What? No. Did he say something to you, Kraloff? It's not here anymore, but I, I swear, I swear, it's, it's, it's been here. There's something, there's something evil in this shop. Okay. There's something evil if, here. Yeah, if you're going to cause a scene. Now you stay out of it. Whoa. It's all right, Kraloth. Look, it's okay. There's nothing here. Why don't, why don't we just head outside and get some fresh air and, and relax for a moment? I, I don't see anything here. It's okay. And Kraloth, um, it looks down and and he's got his mace out he's clutching his mace and his hand is shaking and he's he's holding his holy symbol in front of his chest but the voice of red slowly starts to bring him around red like brushes your hand around your pendant and he like goes to try to take it off softly it's okay come on bud he holds your hand in just a comforting way and he tries to lead you towards the exit and as you're walking towards the exit, Doran's staying there with his axe out, and he's ready, fully ready to fuck ready shit for up. battle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Jack's being quiet though, not not really knowing the best way to support, uh, trying to trying to get a sense of what's going on. Do you come outside with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I follow you out. I think I bring you right to the shore front. I picture we're on a boardwalk of sorts for some reason. Yeah, sure. And I kind of walk towards the water. I'm like, look, look at the sparkling blue of the day it's all right and i kind of move my hands to your shoulders and instinctually just start rubbing your neck a little bit easing you out of the moment like grounding him in reality yeah maybe before i i leave the shop um i might just turn to whoever's operating it and say did anything has anything weird happened here recently other than than... just this basically all right i mean it's a cleric of kelimvor had a whole moment outside and I hate to talk about omens and things. I just... I'm not responsible for the moments clerics have. I get it. I appreciate it. I feel like Red is recalling information. He's like, and remember the road to Nightstone? And this is where Red's heart comes through. You know, he's really quick to pick that up. Slowly, gradually, as Red talks, as he recalls Kraloth's shoulders, um, the tension starts to relax out of them. And he resheaths his his mace, but he continues to stare out over the water almost distantly like he's not focusing on anything. And without making eye contact, he says, Red, there are things in this world that are far worse than giants or dragons. There are ways that you can be that are far worse than death. Tell me about the rabbit jerky again.
More intrigue in the city of splendor, I suppose. Follow us on Instagram for funny pictures, memes, and more. And don't forget to join our Discord server. It's where everybody chats. See you soon! A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.